You're listening to the Ute Preview Show with Hans and Scotty on 97.5, 1280 The Zone in the Zone Sports Network. So grateful to have Frank Dolce here. He makes the show so much better. He makes me better. See, that's sarcasm. You can hear that, can't you? (laughs) Yes, I can. Yeah, everybody can hear it. Uh, We're going to get into the defensive side of the ball for the University of Utah here in just a minute. Their their performance against Stanford was nothing short of spectacular. It was incredible. Two things that we need to hit on really quickly. Utah Jazz taking on the Indiana Pacers tonight. Should be a fantastic game. And we've got tickets for you. So, Frank. Yes. I'm going to put this back on you. Okay. All right? We're yep. going to have a little bit of fun with this. And, and, Lloyd, you keep those phone lines closed until at any point when we're talking about the Utes defense, Frank is just going to say, and he's only going to say it once, he's just going to say, call in, randomly. And that's it. Just call in. And we could be talking about Devin Lloyd coming in for a TFL or something, and, and all Frank is going to do is say, call in. It's your job to know the number. And it's your job to, as soon as you hear it, be the 12th caller. And we've got two pairs of tickets that we're going to give away. I think you can give them the number if you'd like. I've got it X'd out right now. No, I will. I'll, I'll give it. I'll oh, give okay. Them no, I, no, absolutely. It's your job to know the number. No, it's your job to know the number once I tell, tell you the number. But it's 855-340-9663. That's 855-340-ZONE. And you have to be listening for Frank to just say, call in. That wasn't me. But I'll say that anytime in the next several minutes yep. during our discussion. And you got to say it twice. In a row? Uh, no. No, because we got two pairs of tickets. So you're only, we're only going to give one pair away, uh, per call-in. <laughs> so whenever you feel like you're <laughs> wanting to give away a pair of tickets, the, the power rests with Thank you. Thank you, yeah. The power I, and responsibility rests with you. I wish that people could see your face when you say that. You look very serious. Okay. Let's do this. Utah-Stanford. Utah-Stanford just taking a look at what Utah did defensively. Very impressive. 15 TFLs, and they ended up with five sacks in this game. They straight up beat Stanford to a pulp. They held Stanford to a measly 82 yards rushing and a measly 85 yards receiving. Frank, how often do you see a team held under 100 in both? Not in both. I mean, you see it. You can often. see it one or the other more regularly, of course. Than, but to have both how teams often under 90 un, under 100, I don't know. Who knows? Very, I mean, very that, rare. That's ridiculous. And they just beat up Stanford. And the guy that I really want to start with, and, and I know Devin Lloyd was spectacular. Five TFLs. He had a sack. He was a nightmare. And a pick six, if I remember right. And the pick six. Pick six in that. Yes. Uh, one guy that I, I highlighted earlier today, Vontae Davis. Talk about what Vontae Davis has done for this team defensively. Why haven't we talked about him more? I, I don't know, because safeties in this system, safeties tend to be an afterthought. Because your defensive line is so capable and typically good at one-on-one pressures, and your corners are so good at press man, we talk about those two first. This year, Devin Lloyd's forced us into a heavy linebacker conversation, so it feels like the safeties just get put on the back burner. Yeah. But nobody puts Vontae Davis in the corner. (laughs) Nobody. (laughs) Nobody (laughs) puts Vontae Davis in the corner. I I think he's been an unsung hero uh, of this defensive unit this year, and 
we don't like we go through a game and people don't regularly talk about him but he's he's like he's always present he's always around the ball he seems to find himself in the right position to make a play he's always there to kind of clean something up and and Utah's been you know, obviously against Stanford, really good on the defensive side. He didn't have much cleaning up to do. He only came out with three tackles in the game. But as a as a cornerback, as a defensive back. He was so good. I mean, he had only we, three tackles, but people need to understand what he did in that game defensively. And as you mentioned, well beyond the three yeah, tackles. But when you can rely on that guy, like a defensive back's best friend is, the, is pressure up front, mm-hmm. you know. But then if you have a guy that you can rely on in the secondary, like you're all of a sudden you can take a chance on a ball. Um, you might be able to break up a big play because you don't have to, you don't feel like you have to lay back and keep it in front of you because you know Davis is going to be there. You know, when, when Utah played USC and, and, uh, Drake London had 16 catches in that game. He only had one touchdown. Yeah. And do you know why he caught a lot of footballs in that game? You know why he never got to the end zone outside of that one time? There was a guy back there. Yeah. Like kind of cleaning Doing his work. Cleaning everything up. Exactly what he was coached to do in that game against London. Yeah. You, you know, I think going into that game, they knew hey, he's going to get his catches. What he's not going to do is beat us. Yeah. And, Bonte, you're going to be the reason he's not going to beat us. So You know, they could go to Clark Phillips. They could say, you're going to be the reason that he's bruised and beat up after this game. Mm-hmm. Bonte, you're going to be the reason he doesn't beat us. We, we, he can't beat us. Mm-hmm. So I think he's just been, like like I said, he's been an unsung hero. Definitely a leader on the defensive side. Always in the right position. Uh, and by the way, if he wasn't always in the right position, you'd know it. Mm-hmm. Because all of a sudden we're talking about a defensive secondary that's getting stretched and beaten and yeah. lots of stuff. Happening. It's just not – it doesn't happen. He's been fantastic. The other guy that I wanted to talk to you about, because we've jumped on this Karini Reed bandwagon and rightfully mm-hmm. so. He's been spectacular. But a young buck came into this game when – you could tell that there was a lot of separation, and Utah was feeling feeling pretty good about things. Cole Bishop came into this game, and Cole plays a safety position, but he plays an aggressive up at the line safety position. You know, they kept him at the outside linebacking wing area, and he played contain cleanup. He played some man coverage. He dropped into certain zone areas. He worked himself into different types of blitzes. And Colt Bishop ends up having four tackles, two TFLs, a beautiful sack, two pass deflections, and a, a game with a stat line that you sit back and you say, all right, so how long has this guy been playing in Kyle Whittingham's defense? Cole Bishop was awesome in this game against Stanford. I, I know you saw him because we talked about him in the postgame, but I, well, I just didn't know a lot about him until we talked about him in the postgame. All of a sudden, uh, he's, he's running around the field 
in that game against Stanford, and I'm saying to you, Hans, who is who is Bishop? Yeah. How come we haven't ever seen Bishop? Where did they? He has 16 tackles on the year, um, so he's he's been in like he and he's played on the defensive side. He's not. It's not like he hasn't been played played any games, but he suddenly took on a more significant role yes, in did. this football game. And man, did he perform! It's it's kind of rare to see that at this point in the season, someone to emerge out of a out of a defensive unit that's you know everything's kind of set. Mm-hmm. And so I was very impressed with what Bishop did. I did in that in that particular football game. I know Stanford, you know, not the greatest opponent this year, but he he was very very good. And so when you talk about depth of talent, uh, there you go. You can rely on a guy like Bishop. You just <laughs> we haven't heard about him that much, and all of a sudden he's on the scene very productive on the defensive side. Well, I think the linebacking core is in really good hands between Karini Reed and Cole Bishop, or guys like Karini Reed and Cole Bishop. And it feels like it's it feels like it's kind of an an organic uprising of the linebackers at the University of Utah. It, you and, and I think both you and I have a tremendous amount of respect for the linebackers coach that they brought out of Weber. I think We've both kind of expressed that he was the right hire. He's been the right coach, and he's done great things. In, in fact, I think he took uh, Cody Barton and turned Cody Barton into a draft pick. I'm not saying Justin Inna couldn't have turned Cody Barton into a draft pick. I think Justin's a, a very good linebackers coach. But I think Colton Swan has done excellent things with the linebackers at, at Utah. When when. Barton started at the University of Utah, uh, and and he was getting a lot of playing time. There was uh, there was a lot of concern about him, especially his ability to get sideline to sideline. It was like <laughs> you just yeah. you, if someone so knock against him. I mean that's yeah. If someone's coming straight at him, a lot with youth. If someone's coming at him, it was knockout blow. But but trying to get sideline to sideline. If he, he had just, to get from midfield to the numbers, he just, you wondered if he that did was, that. Yeah, that was just not. In time. That was just, well, all of a sudden, by the time he reached his senior year, uh, that became a point of emphasis clearly for him, and all of us, that was just gone. Mm-hmm. That wasn't an issue. That wasn't an issue anymore. He was making plays sideline to sideline. Still maintained the ability to take someone head up, but cleaned it up sideline to sideline and became you know kind of a pass coverage specialist yeah like the ability to to defend the pass as well he became and, and a complete against, against good man up on good tight ends so. complete linebacker under that coaching so we're seeing kind of the uprising and i wanted to bring up cole bishop only because i got it here in my notes from the game make sure you talk about cole bishop this week he was really good and then we do need to just talk a little bit about Devin Lloyd and Mika Tafua, your two leading tacklers in this game. Also, six and a half tackles for a loss combined between the two of them, two and a half sacks, and uh, three pass deflections. Oh, and one touchdown. Oh, and between just the those one. two. Yeah, just that one. Oh, oh and, and 15 tackles. 
it's just incredible. I'll I'll put Mika Tafua to the side for just a second. Mika Tafua is, I'm so glad to see him doing what we called for him to do and what we thought he could do and didn't do for the first couple of weeks, and he's doing it now. This is what he's capable of. This is the player I think he is, and he's playing that way. And he'll play this way that way against Arizona this week. But, Frank, you have been around – you've either played for or been around this Utah program since 1991. 91. That was your first year? Mm-hmm. Okay, so you've either played for, called their games – or been an on-air analyst for the University of Utah since 1991. That's when I played, since 19 – yes, you're right. Have you seen a better linebacker in Utah program history than Devin Lloyd? Devin Lloyd? Do you remember Anthony Davis? Yeah. Anthony Davis was before your time. Played, but I, I I remember the name. Played uh, played for the Chiefs. Yeah, for several years. Do you remember what round draft pick he was? I don't. I don't. But Anthony Davis uh, I mean, is there, a guy there, that you you're going to have to like. You go back, you know, Johnny Paul, and <laughs> so I love Johnny Paul. Johnny Paul didn't have the physical gifts. No. That Devin Lloyd he does. doesn't have the length. Yeah, Devin Lloyd has a, a he's got a, a when you talk about body measurements when they use you as a piece of beef through that combine no, or yeah. through bowl games, right? And you're sitting there in your underwear and they're stretching hands out and stretching arms out and all of those measurements they're just going to be like, oh my yeah. goodness. Yeah, Devin Lloyd fits the bill for sure. Johnny uh, Paul, my my favorite thing about Johnny Paul was. He used to have one tone-setting personal foul per game. Oh, yeah. I mean, that was just his thing. Yeah. Like, early in the game, someone's running down the sideline, just going to step out of bounds. And John Paul's there just a step too late, just to set the tone of, like, this is what it's going to be like today. Um, I go back even further. Is it Joe Gioni? Yeah, Giannone. Joe Giannone. Joe Giannone. He was one of the first linebackers I covered on air for the University of Utah. Yep. And he was in uh, Gary Anderson's defense. Stevenson Sylvester? Like, gifted Stevenson Sylvester. He's, he's Did he get drafted? He played with Pittsburgh. I can't remember. Was he Was he yeah. a mid-round draft pick? Uh, must have been mid-late. Mid but he was he was okay, so he's a good, good player. Fourth or fifth round, Lloyd? I believe it was fourth or fifth okay. with him. Um. You're right. Stevenson definitely deserves recognition. Yes. Oh, I just got a notification that the Rams have signed. Yeah, we were just talking with our with yeah. one of our new techs. Yes. Uh, so who else in the history uh, of linebackers? There's just there's been a fifth lot. round for Stevenson for sure. Okay. That's what it good. Is. Awesome. A lot Thanks, of good Lloyd. linebackers. A lot of good linebackers for the University of Utah. Um, Norton. Who's I? Is yes. he's, he's still in the league, isn't he? Uh, yeah, I th- I think he is. Oh my gosh! Yeah, um, yeah, but I mean, you make a good point because d- d- 
But still, I De- don't. Devin Lloyd is. He's. We've seen a lot of good defenses he's in Kyle Williams' yeah, time. He's got to be up on that. But I don't know if we've seen up on that list. a linebacker like Devin Lloyd in Utah's program. That's funny to say. Lloyd, can you been... think of any linebackers? I mean, Frank goes back to '91 playing or, or or commentating or analyzing. No, I, he he reminds me of uh, of Stevenson. Like like yeah. Stevenson had the Physically. athleticism. Like there was an athleticism there, and it's similar to that. But it's 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 like a next level for him. See, I think that Devin Lloyd is a stronger backer than Stevenson. I'd have to say the most comparable to me is Anthony Davis. Anthony Davis changed the game from the linebacker position. Anthony Davis did things from that position that most people just can't do. He was completely instinctual. In fact, so instinctual to the point that he disregarded the play calls. Yeah. <laughs> Sometimes it just went and made a play. Um, he was f- he was fast. He was fearless. He was athletic. Mm-hmm. I mean, he could. He was kind of a everything. See, Devin Lloyd is such an interesting conversation to me in the state of Utah right now because we've got three players that are deserving of the best college football player in the state. You know, Devin Tompkins has the most receiving yards of anybody in the country. Tyler Algier is, he, he's almost single-handedly, he's, he's carried at times some of that BYU offense. I say that a little bit tongue-in-cheek. The offensive line's great, but Tyler Algier's really good. I'll tell you why at the end of the season, if things trend like this, let's say that Devin Tompkins remains your leading receiver. Let's say Tyler Algier remains your second or third leading rusher, which he could still go grab that leading rusher label. I think at the end of the season, I'm still leaning towards giving Devin Lloyd the best college football player of the year award because of a couple of things. Number one, a, a, a single defensive player can be more impactful than a single offensive player. You have one person break down offensively and everything breaks down. Receivers are relying on the offensive line to block so the quarterback can throw a good pass. Running backs are relying on the offensive line to block so I've got some gaps and I can, I can move through them. Devin Lloyd, yeah, he's relying on his defensive line to gobble up some blocks at the, at the line of scrimmage. But when he drops into coverage, when he's on a man, when he's, when he's got his sole responsibility, he does his job, and you could have ten other guys fail. And if he's doing his job, which he does continually – He's making a big play, and he's, and he's swaying the outcome of a game. So uh, that's the way I look at it with, with, you know, kind of where we're at in the state. Devin Lloyd is unique. He is special, and he's been a blast to watch. So in a, in a league that includes Thibodeau from Oregon, who is widely regarded as a top, maybe the top draft, draft pick, in the in the NFL, Evan Moore on Pac-12 Radio says Devin Lloyd is the most valuable defensive player in the conference. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. So I, I mean, you're not alone in your analysis of of what Lloyd uh, means to the football team and and his ability uh, to play that position. So. It's a really interesting question in the history of Utah linebackers. Does Devin Lloyd come out on top? I would say that there's a strong argument to be made for that. 
uh, aligned with an Anthony Davis. We'll take a quick break and come right back to your Ute preview show. This is Hans and Scotty. Frank Dolce hanging out with us like he does every Thursday, and we are live at Tim Daly Infinity. Fantastic dealership. Come out and see us. Tim Daly Infinity, the only Infinity dealership that you're going to have here in the state of Utah. And when you're looking for good financing options, when you're looking for these beautiful Infinity cars, this is the only place you can come in and buy a new one here in the state of Utah. And really, you don't need another place. It's the Tim Daly label, so you're getting the forever warranty when you drive this Infinity off the lot. Remember, that Infinity, uh, when you get the forever warranty, you keep it for 10 years, and you put 200,000 miles on it, something goes wrong with the engine, you bring it in. Tim Daly Infinity, they replace it. Tim Daly label, man, they're good people. This is a great dealership. Dallas runs a heck of a crew down here. All these sales staff, great guys. That's Tim Daly Infinity. We come back and we hit our over-unders next with Frank Dolce. Slow-mo Joe. The Joe Ingles Show with DJ and PK. The whole way the game is being refereed, some people are saying, well, that's why three-point shooting is down. People have said it's the new ball. People are saying it's the way the game is being refereed. Definitely not the bloody ball. (laughs) All right. For our team, we actually talked about it the other day. Like For us to have the record we're having and we're still playing reasonably well and winning games, those numbers you feel like are going to even out eventually. We, as a team, pride ourselves in trying to get the best shot every time. And I think if we keep doing that, then we're going to be getting open looks and overall we're a pretty good shooting team. Oh, yeah. Catch Jazzman Joe Ingles with DJ and PK every Thursday morning on 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. All Utes, all the time. This is your Ute Preview Show with Hanson Scotty on 97.5, 1280 The Zone in the Zone Sports Network. Doing our best to stay on track because it needs to be all Utes all the time. Lloyd, how are we doing, man? You haven't had a cattle prod us. That's nice. No, you guys have actually done great today. Maybe Scotty's the problem. <laughs> Whoa. I think we found it. I think we found the problem. I think we have found the distraction. Yeah. Did Scotty no. somehow lead us down that boxing conversation? That Call in. Yeah, I think he did. <laughs> that was aggressive. Scared the crap out of me. I think Scotty was the one who took us off. <laughs> off topic a couple weeks ago. What's the least subtle way to go about that? <laughs> I'm going to write down instructions or what? All right. <clears throat> well, there you go. Uh, still have. I told uh, you'd know. Still have one more pair, so <laughs> stay tuned for that <laughs> magical word. Wow. That scared me. Can you give me kind of like a heads up, like, hey, I'm going to yell? No. Okay. No. No, uh, I won't. Another edition of Over Under here on your Utah preview show where we put some numbers together. We set some lines, have a little bit of fun. People play along with us. We've had thousands of Utah fans play along and respond, and it's always fun to see how badly Frank beats them. <laughs> <laughs> Frank, you know what? <laughs> Frank always wins in Over Under, all right? I've won, I'm, a, I'm two years in a row undefeated. Yes, you are. All right, Frank, let's start with this. Cam Rising, he is averaging 208 yards per game through seven games started. 
I'm not throwing in the San Diego game. 208 yards per game through seven games started. I'm going to set the Arizona over-under. This is going to surprise you a little bit, but i got a reason for this. I'm going to set the Arizona over-under for 198. Over. I'm going to take the over, too. <laughs> I, set it at, I set it at 198 because it, – if there's a way, if there's a possibility to get him off the field through the you. middle of the third quarter. But but then I had a thought of, who the hell are you going to put on the field? Like, if you're going to take him off the field, you got to have some. So you're like, okay, Charlie Brewer, you've waited your turn. Now get back no. in there. Like, No, he's portalized. Who who do you even put in? Jaquindon Jackson. And just let him run? Or well, do you, or do you no. see? Because yeah, what, no, I, because I what you... if you do? Have a moment where you yeah. need somebody to throw a football. Yeah, well, you're, that's you, not cameras. You would you would certainly be relying heavily on the run game at that point, but you need to get Jackson some playing time somewhere. I mean, I think that's I think that's critical. So, but I still think in in a game like this, uh, I'd I'd like to see I'd like to see Cam Rising be, you know. A kind of the A effort Cam Rising. Not that his effort has been bad, but like he didn't seem as sharp against Stanford, and he didn't need to be as sharp against Stanford. But I'd like to see that kind of turn around in this game. I would too. I'd like to see a high level percentage of completion. And what was his completion percentage last? He week? was thirteen of twenty-two against Stanford. That's so still sixty-five, sixty. Yeah, still a good percent. But yeah, it's really good. It's really good. So both of them have going on the over. I've got him somewhere around 210 yards. Yeah, I, I think that's very reasonable. I, I kind of liked your number, 22, 23, 25 passing attempts. Yeah, I'd like to see him come out with 25 passing attempts. It, but also 65% completions. This game should be controlled on the ground. So yeah. my next line, Tadian Thomas is averaging 121 yards per game through the last five games. Uh-huh. As he's established himself as the starter, I'm just taking him through five games. 121 yards through the last five games. I'm going to set his over-under at 115. That's 115. I will start. That's a tough line. I am taking the under. That's a tough line. Oh, I'm inclined to take the under as well. Because here's here's, he had here's a, what did he have? A, Stanford was it one seventy seven? Something like that. But my my, I'm inclined to think that what really potentially could hold Utah back is, I mean, if they go into a game, they make a bunch of mistakes. Okay, so that that could maybe that's an issue. But if Utah continues to play at this level, the level they're playing right now, I think they're, I think they find themselves on the winning side. Injuries are the X factor to me with this Utah football team as we look at the rest of their schedule. So if injuries to key position groups kind of start to pop up, then I think Utah could find themselves in a little bit of trouble. You already mentioned one position group. I think they have the depth at the quarterback or at the uh, running back position group, so maybe that's not such a huge issue. We know that the offensive line is thin already, although they may be getting a guy back this week. But but that's a position group that that's 
that's pretty thin. So injuries are the big thing. I'd like to see Tavion Thomas with fresh legs um, next week. Oh, yeah. So if you can rest him. So if you can. So I'm going to go under. I'm going to take the under. Okay, both you and I take the under there. Um, Call in! You know, when, when we're on radio and I've got these headsets. That in sounds a lot like, who are we going to kill? <laughs> and, I'm, and I'm looking to see my next line. Whew. That really wakes you up. How many quarterbacks are, gonna, are we going to see throw a pass in this game for the University of Utah? Over, under, 1.5. Over. So – you are thinking. Wait, two people are going to throw a pass. Is that what you're saying? Yeah. Does it have to over, be quarterback? Under, over, okay. under, one two. and a half. It's going to be over. Okay. Can you explain kind of what your thought process is on that? I, I'm going over as well. Well, it's like you said. Uh, if things go well for Utah, I'm just projecting things going well for Utah, then you might have an opportunity to relieve Cam Rising and get your other quarterback or quarterback some much-needed game experience. And in that scenario, even if Utah is winning by a large margin, you probably see that quarterback throwing the ball. So I, I think there's, you know, I think there's a reasonable chance that happens this week. Okay. Arizona's offense averages 352 yards per game. I'm going to set their total yardage at 305 yards against the University of Utah. Last week we saw about 200 yards of total offense from Stanford. 60-something, 170 yards. So you're saying, you're saying under, you're saying what is the Over, line? under 305 yards. 305 total. yards. So I think Utah holds them under. Going I think Utah, under. Utah can hold them under. I am picking the under as well. But it's, I don't think it's – I think it's going to be 285, 295 yards. You know, you go 100 – I could see them getting in a crunch position and throwing for 150 yards because mm-hmm. because they're backed up and mm-hmm. they've got to try to air it out a little bit and get yeah. a couple of, of passes. But I do think that Utah's going to limit the big plays. As you mentioned, Vontae Davis does a pretty good job at that. Yeah. Limiting the big plays. And, and other than Oregon State, I think they've done a good job of limiting the big plays. Against Oregon State, it was like chunk play, chunk play, chunk. It was brutal to watch some of the chunk runs that Oregon State and was giving. We, we, we haven't mentioned it, but uh, Arizona has a terrific wide receiver in Barry Hill. I mean, that's a guy that you kind of have to. I'm curious to see if. If Utah lines an individual on Barry Hill th- throughout the football game because he's dynamic, he could he could cause some problems. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, but maybe, uh, okay. maybe. <laughs> okay, so Frank, do you know how many collectively? Do you know how many interceptions Arizona has thrown this year? How many interceptions they've thrown? On the year, year, I know that they're I know their turnover margin margin. They're almost minus two per game. They're at minus fourteen. They're one hundred thirtieth in the country. They have thrown sixteen interceptions this year collectively. One six sixteen interceptions thrown, 
And their starting quarterback, Will Plummer, has thrown seven of those. Mm-hmm. But, but he's but, settling in. But, but he's, he's kind of settling in. He's followed in. that up with two touchdowns mm-hmm. on the year. Oh, okay. So his, his interception to touchdown ratio is seven INTs to two TDs. Mm-hmm. Not so good. I'm going to set Will Plummer's interceptions at 1.5. Oh, man. I will start. I am taking the under. Does he throw two picks, two plus? Okay, I'll I'll go the over. I'll go the over on this, but I, (laughs) I'm only I'm mostly going the over because you're taking the under. We've been aligned on everything else, so pretty much, yep. Yeah, and I and I think that Plummer has some ability, and and he's kind of settling in a little bit. So we'll see. But but okay. Utah's definitely a defense that can make that. This leads to the next question. Arizona, as I mentioned, dead last in turnover margin, minus 14 on the year. I'm going to set their total turnovers at 2.5. I'll take the over. I'm taking the under. Well, if – if uh, It's just laws of average. Like yeah. you can't turn the ball over this much. This is the stupidest thing I've. Remember we talked about it last week, and I jumped on your case a bit, and I was like, "Yeah, Frank, they got 24, 24 turnovers. turnovers." Yeah. Okay. Well, this team, it's like realistically, you could have brought that to the table and said, "So, Hans, <laughs> but what if Arizona gives the ball back to Utah twenty-four times?" Mm-hmm. And you would say, "Are say, you taking?" I'm not surprised. Are you taking the under? I am not surprised. <laughs> Um, we have seen one, two, or three quarterbacks play in a game for Arizona. Uh, they've had as many as three take snaps in a game for Arizona, trying to figure out who their quarterback mm-hmm. is. Do we see over or under two and a half QBs in this under. game? Under. You think that under. they uh, just go with uh, with Will Plummer? I think they might go with two. Okay. Yeah. I, I think it's it's like, like if, you set the, if you set it at one and a half – I would have gone over, but I I just think they're they're going to be settled on two quarterbacks, you know, Plummer and uh, he's going to be like more of your throwing threat and pr- probably the uh, he'll see the most amount of time. Okay, um, this next one is I'm I'm going to set a line that that we can actually push on because I'm calling a push here. Utah's a twenty-four point favorite. Does Utah beat Arizona by plus or minus, over or under 24 points? I'm going to go push. My final score, and I'll just give it to you now, is 38-14, and it's a backdoor cover. Oh, gotcha. Fourth quarter. Makes sense. It's it's 38-7. Totally agree with that. And it's a backdoor cover. Totally agree with that. Uh, But I'll still go with the, you know, maybe Utah's, productive enough up front that they, they do. So I'll go with the over. All right. Go with the over. An uncomfortable over. I will put a note on that. Uncomfortable about it. <laughs> uncomfortable. Thank you. Hey, do we have any more tickets to give away? Or no, are we don't, don't yell anymore. Okay. No. Just want to know if I needed to notify the listeners. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think we're good. I think it was two pairs. And, <laughs> and, and you did it. Call it! No, don't. We don't have any more. Uh, geez, man, you're getting louder and louder on that. It feels good. Uh, l- 
last couple here, over under for this game is set at 54. 54 total points, over or under? Over. Ooh, man. You're going to second guess that? Yeah. You're going under, aren't you? <laughs> yeah, <I'm going laughs> Have under. I stunned you? <laughs> You're going What's under. What's 38 plus 14? It's 52? Yeah, under. Okay, I'll go. I had the under. I, I put the U so down. Utah, I just yeah, want to make so, sure. So if Utah scores 40 points and Arizona scores 14. Yeah. Yeah, okay. Yeah. You're going under? No, I'm going over. Oh, you're going over? Yeah, because you and I have been – we have to have some difference. Okay, so you – And you you're not willing to budge. Okay, so – okay, last one, and then we'll get to our final predictions here in the last segment. But uh, last one here, Frank. Yes. Utah's tight ends combined for one reception last week and nine receptions the week before. I want to set the over-under of combined tight end receptions for this Arizona game at 8.5. Man, okay, so Eight if we're saying Utah's going to throw the ball five. 25 times, let's say that Utah completes 15 of 25 passes, and you have Vele and Enos and Covey. Can they make up 15 of those? Money Parks and. Or, sorry, can they make up eight and a half of those 16 completions? No. Under. Under? And the final score, I've got it 38 to 14 for Utah. What do you got? 41 to 14. 14 for Frank. All right, we'll take a quick break. We'll come back and uh, give you our final thoughts on this game, wrap up the Utah preview show, and get you ready for the afternoon show. That's all coming up next. This is Unripe. You guys are doing a hell of a job. You take a third-place Pac-12 team and put yeah. them in the Rose Bowl or right. a five-loss team and but put it, them in the Rose Bowl. But what it is is it's like, but our champion is playing in the college football playoffs. And, so. then, you have, and then you have BYU fan who is going to be even more grumpy because let's say they get to 12 in the college football playoff. Utah with five losses wouldn't even be – they must have been unranked at that point in the college right. football playoff committee. Yeah. And yeah. they'd be in the Rose Bowl, and they're playing a New Year's Six game where BYU's going. Can I have some crumbs, sir? Can I have a bit of the New Year's Six bowl, sir? That is unbelievable. Catch Unrivaled with Scott Mitchell and Alex Kieran weekdays from three to seven on ninety-seven five twelve eighty The Zone, powered by KSLSports.com. You're listening to the Ute Preview Show with Hans and Scotty on 97.5-1280 The Zone in the Zone Sports Network. Ooh, boy, we don't have any time. Man, I was going to talk to you about, uh, I had, uh, because of this merger, we've got new insurance, and I had a meeting with a nurse that came in to kind of gauge my current health for life insurance purposes. <laughs> yes, and, how'd that go? Well, she walked into the house and she goes, uh, I'm going to go get my other scale and <gasps> blood pressure cuff. She did. And I was like, what? for what reason? She, she just looked at me and said, I'm going to go get my other scale and blood pressure cuff. And I'm like, I'm not passing. She said that? <laughs> she didn't say, 
hey, I forgot some equipment in no. my truck. She just she said, didn't say that. Nope. She just looked at me and said, I'm she didn't go get say, scale hey, could like, you meet me down at the feed yard? She didn't say that. Guess guess my weight right now. Uh, like two o five. Be 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 serious. Two o seven. Frank, be serious. I think you're two hundred and seven. I think you look good. I appreciate you saying that, but I uh, tipped the scale at two hundred seventy pounds. What's your What's playing you? weight? Three twenty five. Uh, that was the high end. Three fifteen is where I, I. I. That's where you felt my your second year in the NFL through my four years in AFL. That's where I was, about 315. Yeah. Two, 270? Uh, that's, that where, that's where I'm at now. 270, you look good. 272. You look good. I need to be a two, like 260. You do? But do you need a new scale for 270? Like, come on. I, I wish that <laughs> I wish we could get into this. So, Frank, you feel like Utah just destroys, that dominates Arizona. Wait a second. Wait a second. And you feel like Wait this a isn't second. a game this is, Don't, don't do this. Like this, you, is you a, this, is like, a, this is a game that Utah has to be completely focused. If Utah comes in and plays their best, then they'll come out on top of this one. But Arizona is game. They're ready. They're they have momentum. It's senior day. These are two one and and0 teams playing against each other. Frank is being facetious. That's not true. He knows how this I'm, game's going to play. Being, uh, do we have any more tickets to give away? No, we don't. Okay. We don't. Okay. Uh, I will. I will. I will get a hold of you for the pregame. You're going to be there. Yes. I will get a hold of you. Yes. We'll have you pre and post game. Perfect. And it'll be a fantastic time. This has been the Hanson Scotty Show, your Utah preview show with Frank Dolce. The one and only, the great Frank Dolce, live from the Tim Daly Infinity Dealership. This is a fantastic showroom floor. It is uh, the beautiful vehicles. It is the only Infinity Dealership. They've got fantastic sales staff out here. And Dallas is one of the best GMs in the business. When you're looking for a brand to go with, think Tim Daly. That that forever warranty will do you well. It'll be a solid throughout your entire ownership of that vehicle. Unrivaled, coming up next here on The Zone.